With loads of business advice flooding the industry, it has never been harder to see the path to success. And you can't take action if you don't have clarity. Get clear on the actionable tips and strategies that will help to scale your business here on Masters in Clarity, the podcast that brings you clarity around messaging, business growth, digital marketing, personal development, and the business owner's journey to success. Let's join our guide, the master of turning clarity into action and lasting impact, Dolores Hirschman. I am so excited to bring you an amazing guest. I haven't spent a lot of time with Alison yet, but I have heard so many great things about her and her journey is pretty magical. So Alison Scammell is a master intuitive coach, psychic medium, and energy healer. Her mission is to help soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs to upgrade their energy frequency to gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. As the founder of the Soul Guide Academy, Alison has helped thousands of leaders and light workers to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. Help me welcome Alison to the Masters in Clarity podcast. I am so excited to help her kind of bring forth some of her stories where she was in a total different career path and something happened that changed the trajectory of her life and her business and the impact that she has to bring to the world. So don't miss this episode. You're going to love it. Alison, I am so excited about this conversation. I've been looking forward to meeting you, to being with you, and to just sitting down for coffee. I mean, actually, I just finished my coffee, but sitting down for coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Which is what we do in the Masters in Clarity podcast. So let's begin at the top. I believe that there's a journey that we all go through to arrive to this moment, this moment of recording a podcast with me. And I call it a clarity journey, but I know that you'll roll your eyes when I say clarity journey, because I'm sure that there are moments where there was no clarity, like it's not linear and it's not necessarily pretty. And it definitely is not all clear, but that's the joy of it because I want the listeners to recognize that if they're in a place of darkness or confusion, it's just part of the journey. So talk to me about your clarity journey and how did you arrive to the work you do today? Such a good question. And I love that you explore clarity. I think it is on so many levels, the key to everything, right? Everything we want to be and experience in life. And my clarity journey on so many levels started in 2009 and I had a near-death experience. And before 2009, the doors to my intuitive gifts and my spiritual gifts were all pretty closed off. And I lived really in my head, uh, existence, separate, type A, career climby kind of person that was very unhappy. And then that happened and it blew me open, intuitively speaking. And I came back with these gifts, these really powerful intuitive gifts. And I had to like literally, you know, a lot of people are like born super open in their intuition and intuitive gifts. So let's agree here. I think, I, I sorry to interrupt you, but I think this is important for the listeners. I believe, and I think you're saying the same thing, is that we all have intuitive capacity. We are all connected to spirit. Open, close, that's a conversation we're having. It's not like you have it, I don't have it. We all have it, but you're saying until 2009, you were not awake to it. Correct. Totally how I see it. I was like jarred awake to it. 
And I had to kind of start from scratch. Like, what is this? Like, what is an intuition? What is a higher self? What is a, a multidimensional universe? Who am I? What makes my human self different than my spiritual self? Like, I started all from scratch in 2009 when I was 32 years old. And then I went on a journey. So it's been 13 years. And I really went on a journey as if I was relearning how to live from age 32. And I changed everything relationships, career, countries, in that on that journey of finding my intuitive gifts and being able to tap into that higher voice to guide me forward, I basically left the whole previous life behind, which wasn't serving me anymore. And I landed being led by my higher self, my higher voice to where I am today. I'm a spiritual mentor and an intuitive business coach for soul guided leaders and entrepreneurs. So it's a, obviously you can imagine it's a much bigger story than that, but I wanted to give you the, the cliff that. notes version. <laughs> I love that. And I'm going to ask in that bigger story, which we don't have to go the whole thing, but sometimes a taste can help. It's like, can you give me one moment of an example of one moment in the whole big story? Oh, yeah. Uh, in terms of like when Clarity arrived and said, you need to yeah, do so, this. So for example, I, I'll tell you one moment of my own journey is that one moment I mean, I've been intuitive all my life. I'll just give you an example. I met my husband on a blind date in Argentina. I'm, I live in the U.S. and I'm from Argentina. And before we met, I had this glimpse of he might be the one. It was crazy thought. And then I saw him and he was not the one because he didn't look like the one in my head, in my soul, yes, but in my head. But he became the one and three months later we were engaged and seven months later we were married and I moved to the U.S., but that intuition of he's the one and then the head playing me a trick and saying, well, he doesn't look like the one, Dolores, like the one in the head. Doesn't... But understanding that he still was the one was a moment where intuition in my head had to have conversations and my intuition won. And here I am 25 years later um, <laughs> for children. So something like a moment, a decision, a sign that will illustrate this journey. I think many of your listeners will relate to this one. So I was working, I had a 17 year career in international affairs and I was working in countries all over the world. And I had landed a very gilded cage. <laughs> I'd landed this amazing job that felt like a gilded cage at an international organization. They're super competitive, hard to get gold plated benefits and tax free salary and lots of status and cool travel. And they approached me and said, the head of the division where I would be in this really prestigious position, that person's leaving, we want you to hire and you're a shoo-in. Like we basically will cook the books to hire you. And I was freaking miserable. You because I didn't. This was the moment because I longed to be an entrepreneur so bad and I longed to have this free life, free of the nine to five, free of working on things that I didn't feel passionate about anymore free to just give back the way my heart was feeling called. And I said, no. And because I was listening to the higher voice, the higher voice was saying, don't take it. Cause if you take it, then you'll never break free. You know, you'll get so embedded in the whole thing. And I said, no. And so not only was my brain like, are you sure you want to walk away from that salary and all that stuff, but everybody around me, Allison, you're crazy. How could you walk away from this? But I know my higher self was saying, it will kill you if you take that job. You are called to something that's going to be so much more lucrative and 
in service to others and joyful and be an expression of your true gifts. And so I did, I took the risk and I never regretted it for a day. I love that. So let's talk about this work. Obviously yeah. it's lucrative. You've yes. built a business, but what do you do? Who do you work with? What do you solve? I say I work with soul-guided leaders, lightworkers, and entrepreneurs. So most of my clientele are entrepreneurs, but I also work with some people who are different lines of work and they're just wanting to live a more spiritual life, more connected to their spiritual gifts, etc. So for entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs I work with, I think the biggest problem I solve for them is transforming their business to one that's pushing out, pushing out content, pushing out offers, pushing out stuff, which is exhausting to all I, of us. You call it, hold on, because I have a note here. I made a note. You call it the bro marketing technique. Yeah, exactly right. Bro marketing techniques where they say, hey, if you want to succeed in this world, you got to create six social media posts per day. You need to do three live videos per week. You need to be growing your audience. You need to be a content creation machine and do Facebook ads and blah, 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yuck. Unless you have a background in marketing and social media, which some people do and they find joy from that, which is great. We need these people in the world. If you're not that person, which I'm not, that's going to feel awful. And it's going to feel, you're going to have that push out and that's going to make you feel salesy and that's going to feel icky. <laughs> and then you're going to feel icky in your business. So the problem I solve for them is how to flip that all around and how do you become the magnet where you're in your gifts, you're in your true authenticity, and you're magnetizing just the right people into your business, who I call soul clients and soul customers. You're magnetizing your soul audience and you're doing it with much greater ease and flow and it's ultimately much more lucrative for the average soul-guided entrepreneur. So talk to me. I'm listening. Yes. How do we do that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so how do you do that? So I, I don't want to, I want you to keep on talking. <laughs> yeah. So I believe that we are not here. And I think most business owners or business coaches will tell you, you're not here to serve everybody, right? You're here to serve your ideal client avatar, but I call it the soul client avatar. I believe it goes deeper than that that there is an audience that we are wired, we are created, we are destined to serve on a soul level. And we agreed on a soul level before we came into this lifetime that we were gonna find each other on our path and help each other out. If you're my soul client, you're gonna find me, I'm gonna give you what you need from my gifts because my unique genius, my gifts, you don't want what I have to offer, you literally need it to grow, expand, get to the next level, whatever it is you sell, it doesn't matter. If you sell, if you're a t-shirt designer, you have soul clients out there where your design is just gonna fill them with joy and make them feel confident when they wear it, for example. And so magnetizing the soul client into your business requires us, asks us to not hold back anything regarding the truth of who we are and what we feel called to serve. And there's so much social conditioning like, oh, you know, people aren't going to like that. You know, you can't say anything polarizing. I know we live oh. in like this like very sensitive time where we feel like there's a lot of stuff we can't say. It's almost in some ways even harder <laughs> to like just be your authentic self because you might offend someone, right? Well, yes. I mean, I think that it's important not to offend people, but at the same time, it's like your people want you 
in your truth. Like that's what they're looking for. And so just having an honest conversation with yourself and saying, where am I holding back in my business? What do I really, really want to say, but I'm not because I fear people won't like it. What do I want to create, but I don't because people will think it's weird. I know a lot of my spiritual people are like, oh, but people will think it's too woo, too out there, too spiritual. Not no. for the right person. Exactly. For some people it will be, but for you. And that's people, a good thing. Yes, exactly. It's filtering, filtering out those people who will never buy from you. I call them the looky lose. They'll look at your stuff. They might even book a discovery call, you know, kind of just to like talk to you, but they won't invest. So you don't want to attract too many looky loos. A few is fine, <laughs> but you want to attract those people who are invested. They're enthusiastic. You don't need to convince them to buy your stuff. They're convinced by the time they get on the phone with you. I know there's five parts of it because you told me that. <laughs> yes. Talk to me about the five parts of the soul client attraction. Yes. So there are five parts to soul client attraction, which is just what we're talking about here, magnetizing the right people into your offerings. The first part is what I call activating, but many of us have already activated it. So it's almost like a reactivation of your soul mission. So what is your soul mission? It's your highest why. Like, why am I here? Why did I choose this lifetime? And you don't have to know exactly what your soul mission is. In fact, I often say that the words get in the way because the words never tell the full picture, but you can feel it. You can feel in your heart the impact that you're designed to have. You can feel in your heart the things that you're meant to heal from, experience, grow to, evolve from. Like you can feel it without putting words to it. So when you drop into your heart, is your business more or less aligned to that? Is it aligned to your soul mission? Because if you feel the answer is a big no, that is going to affect your magnetism because your business is an extension of your soul mission of your highest why. So that's just like the first thing. Is my business really in alignment to how I most feel called to serve and give back? I love that. I love it. So we're going to do this work. Like, let's just get to it. So soul mission. Am I is Masters in Clarity honoring my soul mission? And I would say what we do is we create a path and an infrastructure and systems for visionaries to make an impact in the world. So, yeah. Feels aligned to me. That's what we do. We create the path, the systems, and the support to make a, an idea and a vision a reality. It feels very aligned to me. So gold star for you there. Check. There. And I'll give you a brief example of what non-alignment looks like from my okay. experience. Because, you know, I had this big experience in 2009 and I was very afraid to ever say that I'm a spiritual person. I'm a psychic medium. I have these gifts. Like I had so much fear that people would think it's weird and I'm weird and it's all strange. So I hid them, hid them, hid them, hid them. And I was so out of alignment to my mission in life, which is to share these gifts and share how to do it. And when I overcame those fears and started to share, that's the moment where my business took off because that's what my soul clients wanted. Me waving it. my spiritual woo-woo flag. Okay, step two is what I call the amplifying your intuitive gifts, amplifying your spiritual gifts. So that is that connection to your higher self, your divine support team, if that aligns to you and your thinking. And intuitive gifts are like anything else. They're a muscle. So yes, some of us are born more open than others, but wherever we are on the scale, you can always 
open the portal door to your intuitive gifts wider and wider and wider so you have that beautiful connection to your higher self so you can get led you can get call in your next step you do have a whole support system of the divine of spirit of source guiding you and helping you forward so you're not in it alone because you're not in it alone there's a whole universe of consciousness that wants to guide and support you on your path so i'm gonna say something and ask you a question on this first of all is the cheapest ceo you can hire yes exactly ceo cfo cmo coach like you don't need any alone for this one how do you do that the first thing you do is you invite it in we are human beings of free will and the spiritual realm is polite especially high conscious energy and they will not come into our experience unless we invite it in because of free will. So you have to invite it in. And you invite it in from time to time. You don't have to do it every day, but just kind of notice when you feel the nudge, like I am ready to up level. I am ready to raise my energy. So I'm vibrating at higher Ask and higher levels. And you shall receive. Exactly. And so what that does is it invites in the spiritual realm to connect with you deeper. And sometimes when you invite it in, there's something blocking you from advancing. So you're actually inviting in maybe something that will help you release the block. So, so, so you, you might- you're, you're doing, Sometimes you're doing this, like bring it on, but not really, bring it on, but not really. Yeah. And so you have to ask. And as you ask, it's like, and if there's anything that will get in the way, I'm ready to figure that one out. Exactly. I'm ready to receive. Exactly. I'm ready for a challenge if it arrives. I'm ready to feel a little uncomfortable because that's what growth is, right? It's a little discomfort. But if you stay with it and get to the other side of the discomfort, you will have a deeper, more inspired connection to this divine support system. So let's do it. Okay. Yay. Yeah, let's do it. I love this. I'm such a, yeah, let's do it kind of person. I like you. I like your energy here. So yeah, you take in some deep breaths. I always say like quiet the mind. I say pivot down to the heart space is a great way to tune into your higher self. You connect to that energy right at your heart center, sink into the body and just set an intention like this or something that feels better. I intend to invite in a deeper connection to my higher self, my divine support team and the divine to help me connect deeper and guide me forward on my divine path. I intend and I'm ready to invite spiritual guidance and our, my higher self to attract and support me with team resources and guidance to up level and serve at my highest level for the good of all of us. Oh, beautiful. You're getting another gold star. Beautiful. And you I found the intention. I remember what you said, but I. Yeah, I, no, I know. And I, sorry, I, I gave a long attention, but you found the words that felt meaningful for you. And that's it, how it's done. And I want to give myself permission for that for two reasons. One is because I couldn't remember what you said, but two, <laughs> uh, because if you're listening to it, there's no one way to do it. As long as you are dropped into the heart and you are honest in your invitation and you use open words of openness, then use your words. You could speak in English, you could speak in Spanish, you could speak in, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be Allison's words. Nobody has to give you a script. You just have to open your heart. So I love that. I love it too. You just exemplified that beautifully. 
Next one. Next one is number three, and it should be number one, but I never like to lead with this one because it's not fun to lead with blocks, right? And resistance. But number three is the thwarter. It's the thing that will prevent our soul clients from finding us, and that's releasing the blocks, tethering us down. We all have them. We're born with them. We inherited some. We brought some in from past lifetimes. We developed some in childhood and adolescence, you name it. It's just part of the experience. And one of the things that my guides have been teaching me is, so this is what we're really talking about is healing here, right? And my guides have been teaching me, stop looking at healing as part of the path and start looking at healing is the path. The path. It is the path. And we will stop healing the day we die because we start healing in a different way. Exactly. There's no ending. There's no end to it. So when you make peace with that, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to launch a new program. They always say new level, new devil. You know, like I'm going to do something new. I'm at a higher level. You're always going to find some resistance, some fear. It's always there. So it's getting into the daily practice of, is there a painful emotion inside of me that's ready to be released? Is there resistance that I'm resisting? So just looking inside and saying, what's ready to be released today that is no longer serving me? And it's actually more powerful to do this process from a place neutrality. For example, from a daily practice where you're just looking in, saying what's ready to be released, vices when you're in a really horrible challenge in really painful emotions, it's kind of hard. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. So it's hard for you to like be very mindful and releasing. So it's actually more empowering to do it from a place of neutrality on a daily as basis. As a daily practice. As yes, daily. exactly. It's, it's like your ab work. Like you gotta, exactly. like you keep it strong. I love it's that. It's ab so- work. Yes. <laughs> We're not gonna go deep into this because I wanna make sure we keep on moving. But what I'm hearing is, If you're listening to this every day, ask yourself, what is ready to be released today that is no longer serving me? And here's the thing. I will ask you if this is the right way to do it is just notice and give space. In coaching, they say emotion is energy in motion. And when an emotion comes in, chances are it's energy, it's an emotion, it's energy you've never gave room for. And so all you have to do is sit with it and know that you'll be okay. That's the release. That's the release. Love that. That's the release. Yes. Well done. Four. Yes, yes, yes. We're a good Perfect. team here. <laughs> yeah, we're a great team. I love this kind of interaction. Number four is connecting to your soul client avatar. Similar to an ideal client avatar, similar concept, but you want to think you're going just one level deeper and you can actually connect to them on an energetic level. So yes, it's a very good idea to talk to people in your audience and ask them their pain points. But what's even more powerful or what makes a very powerful thing to do in addition to that is doing that deep breathing, connecting to your heart space, and then setting the intention to connect to your soul client avatar. Just one person who is the absolute, on a soul level, idealist of ideal client that I am being called to serve right now. And then ask him or her or them three questions. What are your pains that I am uniquely designed to help you alleviate? Number two, what are your desires that I'm uniquely designed to help you achieve? And what do you need on a soul level from me? So it's kind of typical business stuff here, but we're just going one level deeper. Like what on a soul level do you really need from me? How can I help you heal? Or how can I alleviate a pain for you? Or how can I help you get a desire? 
Again, you can use this. You don't have to be a coach or a healer for this to make sense. You can do this whatever you're offering. A lawyer can do it. An accountant can do it. Exactly. 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 My real estate agent did so much healing for me because I had a hard time buying a house and selling a house. And I was like, oh, my God, my real estate agent became my biggest healer. So there's healing everywhere that can happen and should happen. (laughs) Real estate investors, teachers or coaches need to do this work because there's so much healing that you need to do to go into invest. I mean, maybe I'm speaking for myself, but I'm like, ah, I want to do that, but I'm so afraid. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't it be amazing if people didn't hold back that side of themselves who are in all of these professions? Like imagine. I love that. I love that. And last step. Last step I call the sole client courtship. So this is your sales and marketing plan, but you want it to be based on your sole client's needs, wants, desires, and you base it on the things that light you up. What do you most feel called to share? You know, getting back to that part one, what would be something that's in alignment to your soul mission that you just feel so called to share? What's something that you feel afraid to share? Can you release that fear and share it? This is how you people will start finding you. You wanna think of where are the places that I love to show up? Now, if you don't like Facebook, but you kind of like doing Facebook Lives, well, then just try to take the good because all social media platforms have the good, the bad, the ugly. So it doesn't mean you need to love all parts of a platform to benefit from it. But if you can't stand Facebook and it gives you the biggest ick factor and you're forcing yourself on Facebook, that will disrupt your magnetism. So get off there. Find other things. There's more socially conscious platforms appearing all the time. Obviously, there's Instagram, TikTok, all the other ones. Find those places where your soul client avatars are hanging out that it more or less feels really good for you to show up there. If you're a speaker, then speak, do videos. If you're a writer, then write. And if you ever get that thing like, oh, I'm doing this because somebody told me it'll help get a sale, but it doesn't feel good to me, that will turn off your magnetism. It's exploring into what lights me up and feels good. And I'll just add one other thing on this, the learning curve. If you're brand new to a platform, before you say, this feels icky, this is not me, give yourself permission to learn it. Because I used to think that I hated like email automations and mailing lists, but I gave myself permission to learn. And I'm the biggest email automation nerd. I love putting together the most soulful, amazing email automations because I gave myself permission to learn it. And then I realized that it was a place that I wanted part of my soul client courtship. I love that. Oh, I love that. Well, there's so many things coming up for me. Okay. I know we've taken a lot of time. So two last questions. What are you excited about in the coming year? Anything you're launching, anything you're working on that you want to talk about? Yes. I'm so excited. I'm working on a program called My Soul Blueprint. And it's about how we can activate and amplify our five key spiritual gifts. And a spiritual gift is a gift that we express when we connect to and co-create with the spiritual realm or the divine or source or however you experience it. And so then the five gifts are intuition, which we've talked a lot about today, healing, manifestation, teaching, and leadership. And when you bring your unique five gifts together, it creates a blueprint for your soul, where you clarify your soul mission, your soul contracts, your higher vision, your unique genius, all of these things, your unique intuitive languages that you speak. And it is so exciting. And that's what I'm working on. I'm launching a program this fall, 
And I think it's going to be life-changing for my soul clients. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So where can people find you? Head over to my website, alisonscammell.com. And on my homepage, you can find link to download a free guided meditation. If you have a block right now, it'll help you release that block so you can raise your energy frequency and connect to your soul client avatar more easily. And then I also have a podcast, My Labor of Love. It's called Soul Guide Radio, where I unpack these issues. And you can find that wherever you listen to a podcast. That is awesome. And last words of wisdom for listeners. Okay. I invite you listeners, if you're resonating with this content and wanting to get more into your magnetism in the next like day, in the next 24 hours, do some deep breathing, pivot down to your heart space and set the intention to connect to your soul client avatar. Even if you have no idea who he or she is, just do it. Let the spirit guide you. Let your intention guide you. Let the intention do all the work and just perceive what you receive when you connect. And for extra credit, imagine that she just consumed an offering of yours and she's telling you that it changed her life forever. How does that feel when you tune into the transformation you just gave this person and just sit in that energy for a minute or two and see what happens? I love that. Well, I'm checking it out. I'm joining your group right now. Yay! I'm, some, <laughs> so I'm not really answering the question, but maybe you can let me in anyway. Yeah, I'll let you in anyway. And <laughs> uh, submit. So Yay. thank you so much, Alison, for all of your gifts, your wisdom, your generosity of bringing value to our listeners. And I'm really excited. I cannot wait to go through my notes and do this work with my team. Oh my gosh, Dolores, I love how you interview. It is just exactly how I like to do things. So thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alison. I just had the most amazing conversation with Alison. We actually got really clear and raw there. I was sharing some of my personal struggles lately and how those are moments of change. And she shared with me a lot of what her journey has been about for the last 12 plus years, where one moment changed the trajectory of her life. You don't want to miss this episode. It's an amazing revelation of how life can change if you trust the process. Listen up. Thank you for listening to this episode of Masters in Clarity. If you loved today's show, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Share this episode with two people in your world and as a gift, Go to mastersinclarity.com slash free to download free clarity resources. Join your host, Dolores Hirschman, next time to continue forging a clear path to your impactful success.